afternoon, good midday. This is Cup of Joe, a little midday madness right here on Tide 100.9. Joe Gaither and Seth Shirey hanging out with you guys for the next hour. Want to say big thanks to Martin and Xavier Houston getting the day going with Martin Houston Show. You can hear them weekdays 6 until 7. We had in, inside the locker room from 7 to 9, and our man Gary Harris just wrapped up the Gary Harris Show from 9 to 11. You can hear him each and every weekday from 9 to 11. I'll be with you till noon. We'll pass it off to Big Noon Sports here in a little while with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller. Ryan Fowler comes up on the game at 2 p.m. We'll do a little Hey Coach at 6, and we'll shut it on down with our evening programming tonight. Stingray Show, Chuck Oliver, and the Ropes with Trent Richardson. Keep it locked into Tide 100.9. We'll be live and local all day long. You can download the Tide 100.9 app. It's the best way to keep up with all your Crimson Tide news and notes. I want to invite you to jump in and join the show on the Derek Daniel State Farm Hotline at 205-342-9904. really appreciate Derek Daniel sponsoring the program. You can go see him for all your home, life, and auto insurance needs. Derek Daniel, like a good neighbor, Derek Daniel and State Farm are there. You can call him at 205-758-3391. Big thanks to all our friends hanging out with me or hanging out for me last week uh, in, in the in the big chair, in the host chair, uh, producing as well. Had lots of fill-ins around Cup of Joe, so I appreciate them. I appreciate Aiden Dollins putting in a lot, a lot of extra work last week, uh, producing for Ryan Fowler, producing for me, producing for everybody and their mother. Aiden Dollins, you are the man. I appreciate you doing that, giving me a week off. We had uh, we had the fill-ins last week, so we will talk about the host and uh, what they talked about last week. We'll talk about the NFL draft, and we'll talk about Tyler Buckner, but I want to start with, oh, I want to start with A-Day. I want to start with A-Day. Before I do that, I'll tell, I'll tell you to, uh, you can find us on the Twitter machine at Tide109, at JoeGaither6, at Septimus underscore 40. Send us your comments, your questions, your queries, and complaints. Yes, we're going back two weeks to talk about 8A because I didn't get my chance to, to, to do so. Uh, then we'll talk about Tyler Buckner transferring into Alabama uh, late in the week, uh, midweek last week, midweek last week. And we'll talk about the NFL draft. Uh, if we've got any time left over, I've got NBA playoff thoughts. And, of course, last night watching uh, a historic Boston Bruins team get eliminated from the playoffs in, in, in hockey. So I'm sure you're all really looking forward to hockey talk later in Cup of Joe. But let's start with uh, let's start with, with, with A-Day. Huh, A-Day was, uh, was a lot of fun. It was two weeks ago. You guys probably are sick of talking about it by now, but I didn't get my chance. So here we go. Uh, I thought there was a lot of good bones. I, I mean, look, you guys listened to me for a couple, a couple of weeks in spring practice talking about, oh, we don't know what we're going to see. X, Y, Z is just going to be a practice. You're not going to be able to take too much from it. And I still stand by that. I don't know. I, I don't think that you're going to be able to say, oh, definitively, this pl- these players stink and these players are great just because of A-Day. I thought A-Day was, was I thought A-Day showed us a lot of good bones and good good foundational pieces for what could be in 2023. I thought both the offensive line and the defensive line looked looked, uh, looked aggressive, looked mean, and and really that's where it all starts. That's where it starts with the Crimson Tide. You all been talking about it for two years, begging for the offensive line to be much better, uh, and and really getting anything out of the defensive line too, outside of Will Anderson. Um, so I, I think you should be encouraged by what, what you saw out of a day. Uh, I, I really, uh, I, I know that, uh, Elijah, uh, uh, Pritchett, Pritchett had a bad day at, uh, uh, from the tackle position, but I thought most of the linemen 
Looked good. I thought the Crimson line, which had the 2023 recruits, a lot of them had a, a loss. Lennon had Caden Proctor. It had uh, 2021's. Uh, Who's the twin? The twin, the center, Brockermeyer twin, James Brockermeyer playing, playing center. So they, 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 I thought there was a lot of good pieces on both lines. And I, that, that left me very encouraged. What else left me very encouraged is you didn't really use the running backs a whole, whole lot because I think it's, you kind of know what you want to have. You kind of know what you know who you have. You don't want to overuse them. But every time they went to a running back, you got production. It was great. It was good to see. And yes, Justice Haynes looks like he's going to be that dude. He looks like he's going to uh, really, I love you, Roydell Williams and Jace McClellan and Jam Miller, but you guys are going to have to have a good summer because Justice Haynes is right on your backside, right uh, coming up your heels. And then and that's not even talking about Richard Young, who has not even been on campus yet, enrolled in, has not enrolled here in Tuscaloosa. So I enjoyed the running backs. I thought that they were very, very productive in the limited use that they were asked to. Look, let's start. Let, let's just talk about the quarterbacks because that's what everybody wants to go to. That's the big topic of conversation. The quarterbacks at A-Day. Did you like the quarterbacks at A-Day? Um, okay. I, 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 look, I, I may have a more favorable view of the quarterbacks than a lot of people because I don't expect perfection. I don't expect perfection each and every time out. But all right, you had four quarterbacks. Let's talk about them. You want, let's start with Milrow. We'll start with Milrow. Milrow, I think... <sighs> It is hard to judge a quarterback like like Jalen Milrow, who can get nine to twelve to fifteen yards a pop without even trying, running the ball, scrambling. You you, you drop back, you you drop back to pass, you get out of the pocket, and you scramble and run. You can see you saw that last year against Texas A&M. I think he looked a lot better. I think he looked better as a passer in the spring game than he did in the Texas A&M game. What six seven months ago. All right, big leap, there, Joe. Great, great, great comment there, Joe. That's like really hard to say, <laughs> real easy to say. Uh, seven months later, seven months and a lot of practice later. Yeah, I do think he, he looked better. Do I think that he looks like he can take us to a championship? I think that there are again bones. I think that there's there there there's a foundation there. I think that what you saw out of the offense was a lot of tight end usage. I enjoyed that. Our tight ends look good. I think the quarterbacks. I know we brought in Tyler Buckner, and we'll get into that here in pretty much the second segment. I think the quarterbacks looked exactly like they were supposed to look. I think we've been spoiled watching Tua Tagovailoa, watching Bryce Young, watching Mac Jones, like fifth-year senior Mac Jones, watching, you know, I, I think we've been spoiled watching these guys play with with great wide receiver play in, in compliment. They've had great complimentary wide receivers uh, and offensive linemen and running backs through their day. And that's not to say we don't have it right now. We do. We, we've got great running backs. Our offensive line looks pretty good. There are some receivers that make me happy. Not all of them. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Bond. Uh, I'd say a bond struggling going over the middle a little bit uh, in, in, in a day, but there are some receivers. I think Jacory Brooks and Jalen, I think Jacory Brooks and, uh, and Millie Benson are going to be really, really a special tandem. And I think you throw bond out there as well. And, if Jermaine Burton can ever get his head out of his rear end and stop flipping birds and doing stu- dumb stuff. J- Jermaine Burton, after games, after ga- w- when the clock hits zero, Jermaine Burton needs to have a rule. Helmet on straight to the locker room. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Win or lose. Helmet on straight to the locker room. Jermaine Burton, stay out of trouble that way. <laughs> but you could have the killer bees out there w- w- at, at, at the wide receiver position. I think the quarterbacks looked exactly like we should expect them to look. Jalen Milrow um, showed some growth. 
did he show like night and day difference? No, it wasn't night and day difference, but it was growth. It, it, was, it was marketable growth. Um, it, are there still questions with his flowing mechanics? 100%. Yes. Uh, but can he continue to grow and work on that? Yes. Can, you asked me, Joe, can we win with Jalen Milrow? I say yes. I think that you can win a significant amount of games. I think you can win. Uh, you know, I think you can, you can compete for the SEC West with any of the four, any of the four starting quarterbacks. I agree. And but like what you just said right there, that's what it all boils down to. Who gives you the best chance to win? Sure. Who gives you the best chance to win? And I think in my mind. You know, obviously, we'll see what, you know, plays out over camp. It was a simple spring game, but, I mean, at the moment, I don't know how you can say anything, but Jalen Milrow gives Alabama the best chance to win football games. I mean, take away the dynamic, you know, running ability. You know, his arm is at pretty much the level of the other quarterbacks. People like to, you know, take him down a notch because he might not be. Because it looks ugly. Right, and I'll be, I'm one of those people. His mechanics are horrible, but. When it comes down to it, his accuracy and, you know, all the stuff that you look at, it's not all that much different from, you know, Ty Simpson to Milrow, probably to Buckner. Maybe we'll see. Maybe Buckner comes in and wows people. But at the moment, looking at what we know, Jalen Milrow is Alabama's starter. If the season starts, you know, next weekend, Jalen Milrow is the starting quarterback, I think. Yes, right now, exactly. The season started next weekend. Jalen Milrow is your starting quarterback. And I ask you guys, are you comfortable with that? You ask me, I am comfortable with that. And now maybe, okay, look, I wasn't born and bred on Bear Bryant. I came here as a student. You know, I was I, people, people, uh, a lot of the guys around here make fun of me because I say, guys, 12, 12 and two, it really wasn't that bad last year. It was a fine year. It was a good year. Many teams would kill for that year. And I say, Joe, you don't know the standard. The standard is perfect. And I'm like, okay, that's insane. If the standard is perfection, I will never meet up to that. Uh, and, and maybe that's the standard for these guys. And sure. But like what I saw last Saturday, I saw, okay, I saw four quarterbacks who these guys got some skills. Are they there yet? No. Are they, for, you know, NFL doing number one draft picks next season? No, but can they be? I think Jalen Milrow can, can, can develop himself into a, a quarterback who can play in the NFL. Uh, you want to say no? You, I just spin you back five years ago and talk about Jalen Hurts can't throw. Jalen Hurts can't read an offense. can't read the defense. Jalen Hurts is terrible. I mean, it's the same Milrow, parallel. And Milrow is a, I, w- I mean, dare I say, he's, a, he's faster. He's a better runner than Jalen Hurts. Yes. He's got more giddy up. He's probably a strong, I mean, Jalen Hurts is a pretty strong runner, but let's be honest, Jalen Milrow is just more electric, physical. I mean, he wants to, yeah, when he runs, I, I mean, I don't want to make that cliche, but he runs like a running back. I mean, he really is special using his feet. But, yeah, the, the arm comparisons are absolutely there between, and also how they go through their progressions as in, uh, look one spot. I see a defender flash across in front of my face. Pull it down and there. Run. I'm out of there and I'm running to the sideline. And so, and so I, I mean, I ask people, you think back to what was it? Was it 2014 as Blake, as the Blake Sims year or 16? 14 or 16, I get those mixed up. The first year of the college football playoff, the Blake Sims year. Going into that year, people think, oh, we're, we don't have a quarterback. What are we going to do? Nick Saban's got this, got this running back who's played quarterback. Blake Sims, let me remind you, played defensive back, played running back, played wide receiver. He played almost every position on the field uh, before he landed a quarterback that final season. And he, none, uh, not a lot, not a lot 
of Alabama fans were very excited about him about him being the starting quarterback. Not a lot of Alabama fans thought that that was going to be the right move. They said, oh, you brought in Jake Coker, bring him. Like, why is it he, you know, big, tall, white guy, strong arm, uh, got all the measurables. What? And what happened? Blake Sims got you all the way to the college, the inaugural college football playoff. Sure, you lost to Ohio State. Boo-hoo. But you had a great year. You had a really, really great year. Blake Sims sets a lot of records. You look at the quarterbacks on the roster right now, and you think, can none of these guys be Blake Sims? No, I think they absolutely can be. I think they absolutely can meet that bar. Blake Sims spammed defenses with Amari, with, 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 with Amari Cooper and freshman Derrick Henry, and they had what? T.J. Yeldon on that? It was in the backfield. Uh, so, so, like, it was, it was not the Blake Sims show. He had great player. Amar, uh, Amari Cooper was incredible that year. And, and so you think about, oh, can, can Jacoby Brooks, can Malik Benson, can all these, uh, all these tight ends, can C.J. Dupree, can Amari Nyblack, can... Richard Young, can Justice Haynes, like literally, you're just naming names who are high, highly thought of, highly thought of skill position players. Look at, and we'll get into Tyler Buckner here in a minute. But look at the Tommy Reese offense. Look, look at the Tommy Reese offense and ask, and think about what happened at A Day. Oh, lots of great play. Why did Dylan Lonigan look so good at A Day? Because Dylan did look good. He looked good. What did he do? Almost nothing complicated. Nothing complicated. It was he thrived in reads assist. Exactly. It was it was easy reads. It was simple reads. It was simple throws. And so you ask, oh, I think all of our quarterbacks can do that. I think all of our quarterbacks can do that and distribute the ball to highly talented skill position players who can thus take the ball and run. We watched a touchdown pass from 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 a uh, Buckner uh, during the Gary Harris show. It was a three yard pass to a running back. Running back runs fifty five yards. Touchdown. Boom. It's like that's what it's gonna be. And you you talk about who we have on the roster right now. I think you can. Um, I think you can win with all five now. Five quarterbacks that are on the roster. Uh, luckily, the transfer portal is now closed, and so to, uh, and so Jalen Jalen Milrow is not going to go in the portal. Thankfully, uh, which is a little bit of a surprise to me now that Tyler Buckner has come onto the roster. We'll get in, into Tyler Buckner conversation and keep the A day talk rolling uh, on the other side. I want to go ahead and set our break up because man, I haven't talked to. Jeff in two weeks and Jeff assured me and talked me into Will Levis being a top 10 pick and I just got to know what happened and if he's uh, all in on tighten up with the uh, Tennessee Titans so we'll talk to Jeff in Tennessee we'll talk to you guys on the Derek Daniel State Farm hotline you want to talk a day you want to talk quarterbacks you want to talk NFL draft or whatever else you want to talk about you can hit us up at 205-342-9904 the children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part? It's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. 
Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA Grant Number 18, VA, VS 050, the ABA, and this station. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see where we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. What a beautiful afternoon. The sky's sunny, the high 71. Clear tonight, the low 45. Sunny weather continues tomorrow and Wednesday. Highs between 71 and 74. And Thursday, the sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 77. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 65. Five degrees in Tuscaloosa. Say thanks to Seb Shirey and Tyler Maines hosting last Monday's show. Our man Aiden Dollins holding down the fort all week long while I was gone. We have lots of filling in hosts. Which one was your favorite? Call in and let us know. Grade them. Who failed? Who did a good job? We'll find out here in a little while. Let's head out to the Derek Daniel State Farm Hotline and find our friend Jeff in Tennessee. Jeff, man, are you now all in? Tighten up. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm a, I'll be Will Levis, man. I'm a Titans fan, so. All right, all right, all right. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he'll get an opportunity. I don't like the guy earlier, but he didn't get one. Why did he? Why did he fall out of the first round, Jeff? You had me convinced. Top ten pick. I was all in with you, man. They, they picked Anthony Richardson instead. I guess. So you know, I guess they wanted a the guy that that uh, got killed by Kentucky. I guess. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. That's the way it is. I mean, all the fans already called up uh, Bryce and Will Ash and Hennie Hooker. Did you know that? Did they really? Why? Because they went top three? Oh, no. They're, they're going to be in the Hall of Fame by August. Did you know that? Uh, I do believe that Bryce Young will be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. He'll be in there by August of this year. He's already in there. He's already in it. Uh, as an exhibit for being the number one pick? No, no, no. He's already in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> him, 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 and I tore my ACL hooker. And, uh, and, and, and Will Ash already in the Hall of Fame. They're already in it. And we can't be making fun of people with ACL tears, Jeff. That, uh, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying they're, they're already in the Hall of Fame. Okay. They're, 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 already, they're already in the Hall of Fame. Well, congratulations. We'll right, anyway, break no, it. no, he went to Alabama. He didn't go. I'm saying he's already in the Hall of Fame as far as the Alabama fans are concerned. Sure. He's already in it. 
He's already in the NFL Hall of Fame, every other Hall of Fame. Okay? I mean, I mean every quarterback, Alabama fans think every quarterback they got is just going to be a Hall of Famer. Not Mac Jones, not me. No, they think yeah, one of them's going to be a Hall of Famer. Andrew Zay, one of them. Matt Corral, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't you tell me. Don't you tell me. Uh-uh. So I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to. You know, you know, you know what Bryce Young's. You, you know, you know what. You know what the knock on him was. See, Levin is six foot four. All right, a little, little bit Bryce, a little bit short, five foot ten. Couldn't quite get up. He tries to be a six foot tall man. Couldn't quite get up. Is Bryce too short? Young can't quite get up. Well, Sep, Sep. While he's ranting, look up the second round contract for Will Levis because I know That's Bryce fine. Young made forty bleeping million dollars. Will Evans will get his second contract. You have to worry about it. He'll get his second contract. Uh, Jeff, I hope you're still around because Bryce is absolutely going to get his second contract. <laughs> well, he'll be, he'll be all right, whatever he wants to do. But, hey, I, I, I will say this, though. I, I do know one thing. When the NBA draft comes around, y- y'all won't be watching, but I will be because I'll tell you something. I will be watching Brandon Miller go top three. Well, yes, I will. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you something. I, I've been enjoying the NBA play, playoffs because we, we, had, we had starting out that 17, 18 guys. Playing the playoffs. Uh, uh, Jeff, we, we've had good conversations before, like okay. praising Kentucky in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, say that's some good times. You play, yeah, I, I, we're, I, we're, we're, we're always, we're always good times. We're the best going today. We're the king. Jeff, can, can we can we have a conversation? Or you just want to beat your chest? No, don't go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Do you think that AD and uh, and LeBron are going to take down the take down uh take down the Warriors? Because that series, I'm looking I mean, forward to. Might, I'm I, looking I, forward I to that they, series. I hope they, they took down the Grizzlies. Did they? They beat them by forty. So that's- Do the Warriors have any have any have any Wildcats? Oh uh, no. No, they've got Draymond Green from Michigan. Yes, they. Yeah, 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 yeah. What'd you think? What'd you think of Steph Curry going fifty points in a game oh, seven? He's, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. No question. But 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 I'll say this: AD's got a ring too. So AD's got sure, a ring. Uh, yes. I'm not taking it off his finger. And he, and he, he wants another <laughs> one. But I'll just say this. I, I'm, I'm just glad they beat the Grizzlies. They, they beat the Memphis Morans. Uh, that, 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 that there's a lot of conversation around that series, Jeff. That's, that's a lot of fun. They, all they've got, they've got, and they've got Dylan Brooks that don't want to go to a press conference. He should have been fine about that. Yeah, I think he was fine on the sly. And, and I think the team, I think. 25,000, 25, man. That should have been 75. Well, the te- the, I, I, my theory is the team covered that because the team. Uh, oh, yeah, they covered it. They don't doubt about The it. administration yeah. said you're not going back to a press conference after you well, after you say you poke bears, you don't care about LeBron, he's old, you stir <laughs> things up. They said you're not going back out there. We're not letting you continue well, well, to they, they write checks him. that your ass can't cash. Well, what, they, what, what, they, what they did after they got eliminated is they gave him his pink slip, he's gone. Like, <laughs> I think he's already in Cabo, Jeff. I think he's already think he in Cancun. Already, I'm saying, I'm saying after that game, they give him his pink slip. He's done. He's already, he's already on vacation. So they give him his pink slip already. So he's pretty much done. But now that's what they're called, the Memphis, Memphis Morans. They ain't, nobody, they ain't got nobody else but John Morant. Ain't got nobody else around him. That's why they'll never win a championship. They got nobody else. They got to keep adding. They, they need to. Hey, they need to go. They need to go find themselves another Kentucky like, player, right, Jeff? Like Tennessee Titans, they, they can't draft except Will Levis. They can't draft anybody. Else. I mean, what are they doing drafting Will Levis after they drafted Malik Willis last year? And I got old man Ryan Tannehill. They want the most average quarterback well, room. Tannehill. Tannehill is going to be thirty-five, and he's average. So ten, well, yeah, but no, but Tan Hill's got only got one year left on his contract. Okay. So after, so after this year, Tan Hill's gonna be gone, and they're and gonna send I, Malik Willis to. The thing about thing about it is, is this: when the Titans traded up, all the Tennessee fans thought they were getting Hooker. 
Yes. They drafted Levis. Twitter went nuts, though. Yes. What are you doing drafting this guy for? I said, and Hennon Hooker went to, went to the great Detroit Lions and won a playoff game. Uh, that's going to make me sad. That, that, makes, that makes me frustrated, Jeff. The, the Detroit Lions hadn't won a playoff game since the ball of was well, that makes me frustrated with the with, with the Detroit Lions. I mean, no, I'm just saying, Tennessee fans thought that Hooker was going to go to the Titans, and he didn't. So Tennessee fans are all mad now that they drafted Will Levis because he comes from Kentucky. I'm trying to tell you that's why. Well, Jeff, I, I I realize I know all these connections. I mean, I know, I'm, I'm just saying that's what Tennessee fans what it was. That's why Twitter went nuts after it happened. Twitter went crazy because of it, and that's why. But I mean, he, he's going to have his opportunity, and if he does well, he'll be there. If he don't. And he'll, you know, he'll be another one. He'll be in the Birmingham Stallions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, didn't get, get, he won't be that. He'll be, he'll just be doing something. He'll be with else. the Houston Gamblers, the, the Roughnecks. He'll, he'll, he'll be with the Memphis Showboats. <laughs> something like that. You're exactly right, Jeff. Well, I'll have a good day. Sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> oh, we meandered, but I think we found. Uh, uh, I don't know. Jeff tell me back fun. to the information. <laughs> yes, tell me the money. The money. Levis, Will Levis's contract is a. Uh, Grand total of four years and nine point five four million, and that includes the signing bonus of almost four million. So nine million dollars for Will Levis, and our man Bryce Young um, signed a forty-one million dollar contract. So I will take being five ten and a half, five ten and three quarters, and being called short over a guy who's six four. What's that? Seven inches or so, roughly six seven inches. I will. I will take a, a half foot, uh, a, a half foot fewer height, less height, a half foot. Shorter for what's that? Thirty-one million dollars, basically thirty-something million extra dollars. I'm I'm good, Bryce. I'm good. Also a Heisman. I mean, you know, yeah, small little thing. I, I I couldn't understand. Was he insinuating that Bryce would not get a second contract because he's oh Will Levis he gonna get a second contract? Oh okay. And Bryce, if Bryce doesn't get a second contract, like um. Awful, unheard of things have happened to his career, and I don't even want to like speculate what they might be. But like, not not like the career has taken a complete one eighty. Yeah, it would have to be like worse injuries than Tua <laughs> yes. somehow. I mean, I don't know how you can get worse than Tua, but yeah, it would have to be worse than that. All right, so let's spin it. Let's spin it. Let's get back on the rails here. Tyler Buckner. Let's talk about Tyler Buckner. How about we move to that? We talked about A Day in the first segment, and we want to invite you to come in and join us at 205-342-9904 on the Derek Daniel State Farm hotline. We talked A Day in the first in, in the first segment. We took our friend Jeff's call just now. Let's spin to Tyler Buckner. Now, Tyler Buckner, uh, you guys are up on the news. This is old news by now because I. I took last week off. I think everybody who filled in for me, uh, Tyler Buckner transferred to the university of Alabama, uh, after what? Two years, uh, two years over uh, up at uh, Notre Dame. He's now a red shirt for a sophomore. He's going to be going into his red shirt sophomore year. Um, Okay, and obviously the connections between Tyler Buckner and Tommy Reese are easy to see. Tyler uh, Tyler Buckner started three games for the for the for the Irish last year. Um, played against Ohio State, Marshall, and South Carolina. Two and one record. Uh, two and one record. For, uh, or, no, excuse me. One and two. Excuse me. Yeah, one, uh, one and two. They they beat South Carolina. They lost to Marshall and Ohio State. Yes, one and two uh, record. Uh, and, and so a lot of people are like, all right, what are you doing, Alabama? You've got these great quarterbacks. You've got Jalen Milrow, four-star quarterback, with uh, Tyler Simpson, five-star quarterback, Eli Holstein, five-star quarterback, Dylan Lonigan, four-star quarterback. You've got these quarterbacks who are highly rated, and you have to go out to the transfer portal to find some help. And, okay, I've got mixed emotions. I've got very mixed emotions because – one, okay, I am pro-transfer portal on the outset. 
I, I, I want player freedom. If you want to go to another school, be, by all means, get out of here. Go to the school that you want to go to. Um, I, I'm pro player freedom, uh, I, but I, I'm conflicted because of what we talked about in the first segment. I think that all four quarterbacks that we currently have, Milrow, Milrow, Lottigan, Simpson, and uh, and Holstein, all have traits and capabilities that Alabama can win with this year, right now, this year. I I, 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 I believe that. Now, maybe that's my crimson colored glasses. Maybe that's my belief. Uh, and, and really, I get this way about about recruits. I, I when they come in, I pull for them. I want them to have great careers. I don't love the transfer portal when we get players coming in. Yes, I know you've had great players, Jameer Gibbs, Jamison Williams. You've had great players. You had Tyler Steen. You've had great players come into the transfer portal and help you out since its inception. But I don't love it. I don't love the mercenary aspect of, the, of you know, player X, Y, and Z are going to get signed by Alabama Crimson Tide. They're going to work a year, two years, three years for Al- at, at Alabama in Tuscaloosa. They're going to follow the process, and then, boom, player A, B, or C comes over to you in the transfer portal as a mercenary because you just haven't gotten it done or haven't gotten good enough or haven't developed enough or the coaches don't trust you. For some reason or another, you're getting someone coming in over you. I don't love that. I just, I, I, I just don't. Especially when I put on the Tyler Buckner film and I see a quarterback that has talent, but also has deficiencies, has abilities, but it's not perfect. He's not, (laughs) he's not Caleb Williams. He's not Drake May. He's not Sam Hartman. He's not a quarterback that's, that that, that is, that is polished. He's not a quarterback that is ready that, that, that you think, oh man, give him the keys, get out of the way. He's not that. He's he's a quarterback that is just like Milrow, just like Simpson, just like Lonigan and Holstein. Oh, this guy, he's got some wheels. You can see the wheels on tape. Evident. He's he's a B plus A minus runner. He's got some wheels. He can he can be an effective runner as a quarterback. What does that sound like? That sounds like three or four of the current quarterbacks that we have. Effective runners. He looks like he has a decent arm. Not a great arm. Not he wasn't pushing the ball down the field a ton in the in the in the, in the three games that we saw uh, last year. But he was hitting the throws over the middle, and he was he he was uh, making easy throws. He was making the simple throws. Oh, Simpson, Milrow, Lonigan, Holstein—they can all make the simple throws. They can all. We saw that in a day hitting the hitting the tight ends over the middle, hitting e- the easy throws. Do I think Tyler Buckner is a good player? I think he's a fine player. I think he's. I think he is right on par with the quarterbacks that we have. You know, Nick Saban always talks about, oh, if we're going to go in the transfer portal, we're going to get a guy who's going to help us right now, who's going to be a starter, who's going to challenge for playing time. We're not going to the transfer portal just for a body. And I wonder, did is is that what we did here? Did we go to the transfer portal just for a body, or is Tyler Buckner? Is there something? With these other four quarterbacks, I mean, is there something that you're just not sure about with the quarterbacks that you currently have? Because I think well, you can put Milrow out there t- tomorrow. I think you can, and I think you could all work a game plan for Simpson to be to, to, to uh, as his backup. I think that we have four viable options at quarterback, and Buckner is a viable option, but I don't think he's head and shoulders better than the other four. I mean, yeah, but I think what we're, we got to look at is I think it was a matter. I mean, this is purely speculation, but I think it's a matter of uh, Reese looking at the you know quarterback room, looking at practices. I, he's obviously got a relationship with Tyler Buckner. I think whatever conversation happened 
Tyler Buckner determined that he would have a better chance at playing at the University of Alabama than he would backing up Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. And, you know, maybe that, you know, maybe it is just, yeah, like is it, maybe it's Tommy telling him, hey, you've got a little chance, you know. If you want a landing spot, you know, obviously we got a good relationship. I'll, I'll make it happen. And you can throw your hat in the in – the, throw your name in the hat for the quarterback job basically. But, you know – it's it's just hard to say how effective he's going to be. Like we have a tape of him with Tommy Reese's offense. Yes. How is that going to translate to the SEC? He he beat South Carolina. Great. Fantastic. We we play teams with much better defenses in South Carolina. You know, he struggled against Ohio State's defense. He struggled against Marshall's defense. You know, well it's it's a whole lot of speculation, but I think that Reese, the relationship that they have, Reese wouldn't have brought him here just to be a body. You know, there is there. Reese told him, "You've got at least a decent chance to become the starting quarterback." And we got to at least prepare ourselves mentally as Bama fans. I think that, you know, maybe over the span of the next few months, it starts to, you know, lean the way of Tyler Buckner being our starting quarterback in Week One. Well, if he's the quarterback, if he's the starting quarterback Week One. I, look, I don't think that that's a problem. I don't think that that means that. It, I, I, I don't think it's. He's a, problem. a starting quarterback. He's earned it. Right. I don't think it's a problem. I, I, as far as I don't, th- I think that Alabama can win with him. I do think Alabama can win with him. My 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 big issue is: is he a lot better than the four quarterbacks that you already have? I don't know that he is. Now, maybe he is, and, and I just haven't seen it on the film. And, 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 and look, we haven't really seen Ty Simpson's film other than what you saw on, 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 at 8A two weeks ago. And, yes, he smacked his, his thumb on a helmet and, and hurt, hurt his thumb, and, and that kind of derailed his day a little bit. I don't know that like, – Buckner can come in here and do all the things that Milrow, Simpson, all, all the things that you're asked to do the, from the quarterback position. You can play with the top skill position guys. You can play with a good offensive line, and, and, and you can operate uh, an offense and, and look like a you – know, you know, look like that game-managing quarterback, <laughs> look like that Greg McElroy quarterback that everybody loves. <laughs> you know, Greg McElroy, Jake Coker, just stay out of the way and don't lose the game. Um <sighs> I, I I don't know. I don't love the move. I'm not going to sit here and call it a mistake because look, I'm not in that building every day, and that's that that that's ignorant. I I, I think that's ignorant to say it, it, because we're not in that building every day. Do maybe it's just that I do believe in Milro and, and Simpson. I do because. There are guys, uh, and that's how it works. Like literally, that's how it works with any any of the Alabama basketball players. When they once they sign with us, oh, I believe in you. I love you. You're a good guy. You're a <laughs> you get all the all the praise and accolades. Oh, anything bad in your past? No, that was behind you. You know, you're you're, you're ready to turn over newly. <laughs> I fully buy into that with the players, and they and when they come to Alabama, it's like, oh, this is our guy. He's gonna be great. He's gonna develop. Well, sometimes they don't. Buckner, I, I'm, I, look, when you co- once you're enrolled, once you're in a crimson uniform, I'm going to cheer for you, period. Like, look, you're already committed. I'm going to cheer for you. I'm commi- I, am, I am committed to pull for you. Do I believe in you yet? No, I, I don't have. I, I don't believe in you over Milrow, over Simpson, over Lonergan, or over Holstein. For me, you're going to have to be really good for me to say, yeah, the move was really worth it. Because can Milrow be a viable offensive quarterback in 2023 in college football? 110%. Can Simpson? 110%. Now, will they have mistakes? Will they throw interceptions? Will they make bad decisions? Yes. But so would Buckner. Redshirt, sophomore, like, these guys are not perfect. 
when when you saw when you saw Bryce Young two years ago as a true sophomore, and you're thinking, and it was amazing, it was incredible. Well, let me remind you that is an anomaly. That's not what a sophomore sophomore quarterback looks like. That's not what the average college football quarterback looks like. Now, Alabama, the last couple of years been really spoiled by by extremely high quarterback level play. That's not how it usually works. Quarterbacks don't always like it doesn't just get grow on trees. Yes, I know SC had a had a cycle where their quarterbacks kind of were growing on trees, but that is really not the way it works anywhere uh, ever any any college football program where, where quarterbacks just continue to roll out and roll out and play at a high level. So uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think they you have to have room for growth for uh, for grace for these guys. Yes, I'm going to cheer for you, Tyler Buckner, but um, I'm not sure that you're marketably head and shoulders above what we already have. No. I mean, you know, it, like you said, you know, just because he's here, it doesn't mean he's going to develop. He could very well just never see the field, never pan out, end up transferring to, you know, UCF or something in a few years. But I th- we just got to be prepared, I think, as Bama fans. A lot of people, I think, were jumping to say there's not a chance this dude ever plays here. Uh, and I think we got to at least remain open for the possibility over the summer as things shake out. Maybe he does develop. Maybe he does develop and maybe he ends up being the starting quarterback. There's at least a possibility that that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if you're saying there's no chance he because he wins the job, I'm not going to take your opinions very seriously. I'm sorry because I because I, I think there is a chance. He's I think got that, the natural advantage. He knows Reese's system. Right. And I think there, like, you've, you've played college football. I mean, yes, you've only played in three games, but you've got some experience out there and you're not coming in if you have zero chance. Maybe it's not 70% chance. Maybe not. But it's, it's it's more than ten percent. I'll say that he's got a higher than ten percent chance of winning the job. I'll probably say is between thirty and sixty, somewhere in there. Like yes, that's like the easiest third. But like I, I think he's got a, a real chance to win the job. Now, will I be pulling for Jalen Milrow? Yes, I'm sorry. I will be pulling for Jalen Milrow. I, I I'll be pulling for Jalen Milrow in the same vein that I pulled for uh, that in the same vein that I foolishly remember last year pulled for Trayshawn Holden to be the number one wide receiver because I wanted loyalty. Loyalty. I wanted to reward guys staying in the system, staying in the program. Now, Trayshawn was here and there and up and down and mostly down, but but like I wa- I want to reward the guys that are in the program doing the work. Um, and you know what? Look, Tyler Buckner, he's going to be a redshirt sophomore. If you, he could play three years at Alabama and become a Crimson Tide legend, and we all remember, you know, after Bryce Young, he was Tyler Buckner. I'm like, think about, think about where we're at three years from now. Tyler Buckner wins two SEC titles and, and gets you to three playoffs. Like, we're all playing, praising the guy. Of course, we always wanted him out of the transfer portal. I mean, it's, it's going to be hilarious to see the narrative change. Because like, like I said, you know, we got to be at least be ready for the – you know, possibility that he's going to be the starter in week one. And I think a lot of people are really throwing dirt on his name right out the gate. And we'll, we'll just have to see. It's going to be a very, very interesting football season. You know, lot, lots to replace. And there, there's always going to be a hangover when you move on from the best quarterback in your program's history. I mean, that just there's always going to be a hangover. A hundred percent. Let's go ahead and hit our break. And when we come back, we will open up the uh, conversation to the NFL draft. NFL draft will grade our uh, our our fill-ins last uh, last week. We'll talk NBA and NHL playoffs as well. It was a great weekend of NFL draft. Ten, ten Alabama players got picked, right? 
eight in the first three rounds, 10 draftees uh, on a down year, on a year where, oh my gosh, this team was so bad. 10 NFL draft picks, and we'll talk about them next on the other side. This is Cover Joe Midday Madness on Tide 100.9. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Aiden Dollins with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama had a grand total of 10 players selected in the NFL draft over the weekend and had three more signed as undrafted free agents after the draft had concluded. Broderick Martin, an alumnus of Northridge High School, was selected in the third round by the Detroit Lions. Alabama secured a series victory over LSU in softball this weekend with Montana Fouts' eighth complete game shutout performance. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel Redefined. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of RR Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to RR and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around, and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world renowned cigar and spirits destination. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Down to the Midday Madness on Tide 100.9. Seth Shirey holding it down on the other side of the glass. Big thanks to Seth. Keeping the music rolling, punching the right buttons, and hanging out with me. Thanks to you guys, the listeners. Thanks to Jeff in Tennessee jumping in on the Derrick Daniel State Farm Hotline. you got a couple minutes if you want to jump in on the hotline at 205-342-9904. Let's, uh, let's, let's put a big bow on the NFL draft. Let's put a huge bow on the NFL draft as, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite, favorite events of the year. As a Bears fan, it's like the only time of the year that we can get excited about our franchise and excited I did get about uh, the Bears draft. But that's not what this segment's going to be about. Let's talk about Alabama Crimson Tide in the NFL. Uh, look, great, great, great Thursday night. Whew. Anytime you get the number one overall pick. Yeah, you, you think, oh, you only get three guys in the first round. That's a, that's a lower first round. Look, you get the number one overall pick. You're for, you've won the first round. You have won the first round, and we and, and, and we absolutely did. Three in the top 15 as well, if you want to talk about that. Exactly. That means, you know, one-fifth of that group of players is, you know, 
Alabama. Exactly. So you turn on the you turn on the draft on Thursday night, and it really started off as an Alabama propaganda show, and 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 you love it. You know, Bryce Young gets gets announced first, uh, then not seconds later. I was a little surprised because I thought Will Anderson was going to go number two. Uh, the, the, the Texans master class. The Texans, bravo, bravo, Houston Texans. They draft C.J. Stroud number two, and then they say, oh, we're not done. We want to trade up from our number 12 pick to number three to take Will Anderson. So if you if you thought, if you had an inkling of yourself that maybe Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud were one and one A or one A and one B, like in splitting hairs, and, but you already, but you were consensus, Will Anderson is the best defensive player in the, in the draft, you say, you know what? It's fine. We're just going to take... Maybe the best offensive player in the class. Maybe he's not. Maybe Bryce has him by an edge. But we're definitely taking the best defensive player in the class. And we're going to change our franchise in a matter of 10 minutes. A matter of 10. Like, unbelievable. Like, I remember my feelings when the Bears drafted drafted Justin Fields three years ago. The... Look, I'm not a Texans fan. I don't know any Texans fans. If you are a Texans fan, I want a Texans fan. I want to know what your feelings were. Because... To think, oh, I, we just got C.J. Stroud. Great. And then, boom, we're back on the clock and we're drafting Will. And I would have lost my mind. I would have spent every dollar in my bank account on jerseys and, and, and Houston Texans merchandise. I would have lost my mind. I probably, you know, because... You, you could be back here in, the, in this studio two years ago. I did lose my mind over Justin Fields getting drafted, Bears trading up, changing our franchise. They went, oh, they went in, in 10 minutes. Change the trajectory of their of their franchise, getting a solid, you know, a, a cornerstone piece of the defensive uh, defensive line, and we all know you cannot win in the NFL without a quarterback. So they address both both pieces right there in the first ten minutes, and then you get the big old dap up between Will Anderson and Bryce Young, the brothers going one and three overall, just um, the perfect you know, period on on the Bryce Young and Will Anderson chapter of their Alabama lives. Yeah, I mean, it was beautiful to see, especially that. But, yeah, I was thinking about the text as a Texans fan. <laughs> the most exciting moment you've had in, I mean, years. I mean, the feeling that you get. It's got a rival tag. You pick Stroud, you got to think that's a good pick. Yeah. You, know, you got to be feeling, all right, good pick. And then you see that, that come across the screen that, oh, the Houston Texans have traded up with the Cardinals for the third pick. Like, I would probably start jumping. And it, then when you draft Will Anderson, it just makes it all worth it. It's got to rival the David Carr moment. When the, the inception of your franchise, like the very first pick, we're taking David Carr. We're, 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 we're tra- like, I can't think of an... Uh, I, sure, they drafted D'Amico Ryans and Roll Tide, great, in 2006-7, but like... As far as draft moment for that franchise, no. I mean, yes, they're 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 a young franchise, but but it's so so it's easier to kind of determine as far as a draft moment. I, I I've seen every one could say football moment in general. Sure, <laughs> but unbelievable move by the Houston Texans. And then, and then our man Jameer Gibbs gets drafted. The Detroit Lions they had themselves a little affection with the with the Alabama Crimson Tide this year, drafting Jameer Gibbs and Brian Branch in back to back picks. Uh, Jameer, well, no, back uh, in two out of the three picks. Uh, drafted Jameer Gibbs at number twelve. Oh gosh, okay, this is a complicated pick for your boy because do we love Jameer Gibbs? hundred percent. And getting drafted number twelve, big money, great job. But you're going to the 
Detroit Lions, which is uh, going up against my Bears twice a year. Jameer Gibbs is now going to be become become my nightmare fuel. I don't want to be mean, Joe, but I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I just oh yeah, it. you've got you've got Bryce Young in your division yeah. with the Saints. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. Uh, you're never going to win a division again, ever. As, uh, as long as Bryce is in charge. Actually, I need I need I need Carolina to be real bad this coming up year. Real bad this coming up year, so we can get ourselves one Kool Aid McKinstry. That's, I mean, we'll see. Carolina is, you know, historically they've they've been Cam Newton and bad. That's it. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, obviously Jake Delhomme, Steve Smith, but I mean, yeah, I'm just in pain. I'm in so much pain because I, truly, I was thinking about it like, oh, you know, obviously I have to root against Bryce twice a year. I'm gonna have to root against him more than twice a year. I mean, he's a division foe now. Yes, every, every time, week. Yeah, like if the Panthers are leading the division, I'm going to have to root for him to lose every game. Every week. No, I, uh, I don't pull for anybody in my division, ever, ever. Yeah, I mean, me neither. Uh. And that's what <laughs> that's what I'm, you know, I've been trying to just rationalize it and process it. And uh, I mean, I was dreading it coming up to the draft. Obviously, everyone pretty much knew the Panthers were taking Bryce. But, man, I was hoping that they – the Will Levis Reddit rumor was true or, you know, anything was true other than Bryce going to the Panthers. So how about your boy Will uh, Levis not coming? Well, your boy Will Levis not coming back to the draft on Friday after he got, after he getting snubbed out of the first round. Not coming back to the draft on Friday. Uh, did, did his agent not, not book enough rooms? Does his agent say, oh, we're, we're definitely going number one, or so we're not booking for Friday night hotel rooms? You're going to be already flying out to your NFL teams on that Friday, so there's no reason to book any hotel room. I think their agent dropped the ball. Their agent dropped the ball and, and, and said, you know what? You're already going to be gone, or we're, we're not going to book these rooms. And Will Levis at the end of the night said, what the heck do I do now, bro? I don't know. He could have also been tired of uh, being plastered all over ESPN over and over and over again with every pick that he didn't get taken. I mean, I kind of can't blame him. But, you know, also, I mean, people did say I think one of the reasons he fell was whatever character concerns, draft concerns. And that was, it was he was too cocky. He's a class A narcissist. Was, yeah. And that so maybe it was his feelings got all hurt because he didn't get drafted in the first round. He was oh, screw this. I'm going home. <laughs> There, he allegedly is really into like the bodybuilding and really into like the muscle muscle work. And look, you should be into taking care of your body if you're a professional athlete. But uh, but the stories are that he's like sitting there watching uh, the old Jake Cutler bodybuilder videos where where he's like trying to figure out how to how to, how to work his diet and like trying to be all pumped up. And, and you know what? Great, get yourself a good hobby, take care of yourself. Uh, but Will Levis. That was probably my most favorite part of the draft. Watching you slip through the first round and watching everybody kind of, oh, the looks on your faces. Now, Brian Branch, the only guy to stay around. Do we like that? Do we only got to stay around? He wants to get his walkout. Now, I got to give the NFL a lot of credit. That walkout from the green room to the stage, they did a sick job this year with the with the little, like, the mid-room, the little hallway with all the pictures and, and the draft hats, and they stopped all the guys to get their picture right there. And a couple of the guys had to stop in here. Uh, you know, we saw Bryce get, get a little video from, from, from Nick Saban. They did a great job from the green room to the stage. The presentation of the NFL draft was excellent. I just want to say, if you know, you know, it reminded me a lot of the tunnel, the hallway at the Taco Bell on the strip to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it just gave me really big University Boulevard Taco Bell 
vibes. Well, it was exciting, and, and I think they did a really good job with that, uh, with, with the green room. And it was, it was a great draft. Now, look, the, the rest of the guys, Tyler Sheen went, went to the Eagles, Byron Young to the Raiders, Jordan Battle to the Bengals, uh, Cam Latou to the 49ers. Look, that's going to be a sneaky good pick. Cam Latou learning from George Kittle. I think that's going to work out pretty well in, in the long term. I think Cam Latou is far, far from being done developing as a football player and as a tight end. He's only played tight end for like three years. So I think that he is uh, going to be a great developmental piece for for the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, our Henry Toa Toa going to the Texans. So the Texans doubling up on Alabama linebackers. And DeMarco Hellams, big surprise to me, getting drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Congratulations to all of those guys making their dreams come true. Look, you can say that last season was a disappointment for Alabama. We can debate that all you want. What, what we can't debate is that, once again, Nick Saban putting loads of talent into the NFL and that is the lifeblood of the recruiting you put 10 guys in the, in, in, into the league and you, you go into little Jimmy and little Johnny and little Billy's house uh, you know sophomores in high schools and say hey you want to get to the NFL we can take you to that path I know there's been a lot of uh, discussions and, and numbers coming out of Kirby Smart's NFL draft picks over the first seven years um, let's, let's, let's back up real quick you gotta put a little context I think Kirby Smart's at like 55 over his first seven years and Nick Saban was only at like 41. Look, Nick Saban wasn't following Mark Rick, who was bringing in top 10 recruiting classes year in and year out. Thank you. That is always left out of the conversation. Whether Mark Rick won at, at that top level or not, Okay, fine. But he was always recruiting at a top 10 level. Always. And Georgia's a great place to recruit. And this is no disrespect on the University of Georgia's program or Kirby Smart. Great job, Kirby. Good numbers. Congratulations, man. But Nick Saban came here, and Gary Arrows will remind you, not not nobody in the first round, nobody drafted, period. That's how dry the talent well was. So let's 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 use our brains here when we're comparing numbers and comparing circumstances. That's going to do it for us on Cup of Joe. I guess we'll grade the fill-in host tomorrow. We'll talk about the NBA and NHL playoffs tomorrow. I got so much on my plate after being off for a week. So thank you so much for Aiden Dollins, uh, Seb Shirey, for Tyler Maines, for everybody who hung out and, and filled in for me last week. Albert Osorio, Hunter Brantley, my man Michael Bronner on a, on Wednesday. It was a great week, and we're going to continue it right here on Tide 100. Point nine.